Hey, it's Spence and Luke, and we're here for WP Launchify Episode 3. Actually, WP Launchify Live. Hi, Luke. Hi, Spencer. So it is about 9.30 a.m. on a Friday here. What is your time now in England? Is it uh, six hours difference? 3.30 in the afternoon here, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Okay, good. So we always have a nice uh, breath of energy in the morning. I'm fully caffeinated. I did my exercise, got the kids off to school. I know you've got a little bit of a lull between your uh, morning and afternoons. So today we want to talk about three reasons that your website is not effective. And as a bonus, what you can do about it. Now, we're going to cover a lot of topics here. We've really grown in favor, right, Luke, of this new format of just casual conversation instead of this sort of interview style, right? So we're going to jump all over each other, have a little fun here, uh, about 15 minutes, 20 minutes if we get going on it, just for the information that many of you guys are thinking about, but just really don't know what to do. So we have three points here. And the three reasons, I should say, are, let's. I'm just going to outline them. You talk about yourself too much. You have too much stuff going on on the page. I had a different word written down that was four letters. And you don't give the people a fast and easy way to actually get to you, which is the whole reason they're at the website, right? So let's talk about the first thing. And by the way, Luke, jump in if you have anything else to add beyond the three, but I think we agreed these are the top three. One, you talk about yourself too much instead of the person. Yeah, so it's all got to be about the client whenever you're approaching someone, um, I, this happens a lot on LinkedIn, for example. You'll uh, get receive messages from somebody in in Eastern Europe or in in uh, India that tries to get me on a consulting call with them. They just send a message out of the blue, and it's all written all about them. But in, and obviously, I'm not going to respond to that because I have no interest in them. I don't even know who they are. It's all always got to be about the prospect and uh, what they need and what they want. You know, funny enough, I don't even know if I would uh, clarify this as a, an internationally differential thing. I see this happening all the time in America because this is like dating. You know, I'm going to pull an old rabbit out of hat. I like to compare business and dating all the time. And the number one thing that I see, because I do like to build my own LinkedIn network, is that people approach me sometimes with their hat out, which is basically what you're saying, right? In other words, it's not about, hey, Spence, you're doing this thing that I think you could do better, and here's what I suggest. Instead, it's, oh, I'm trying to sell you something, or oh, I'm doing something, and you should pay attention to me, and you know, blah, 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 blah. And what's wrong about that is, if we compare it to dating, as a single dad, and a guy who dates frequently, looking for the right, let's say, future partner, I would say the number one rule of dating is always be thinking about what kind of person do you want to be so that you attract the person you want to be with. Now, think about that in terms of business. If you are looking for new clients or new customers for whatever your service business is online, especially when you're using WordPress, you want to be thinking about who is the type of person you want to attract and what are the things that you could say that will make what you're doing interesting to them. And particularly, what is it that you're doing that will solve their pain, their anxiety, their worries, or in some cases, just paint a pretty picture, make a, a big rainbow over your head so that they're just naturally attracted to you. And we've seen great examples of this where, uh, again, I mentioned like billboards on the highway, but when you're in a coffee shop even, right, you can oftentimes start a conversation with somebody who clearly is having a trouble that you can help them with. I'll give you an example. Nothing to do with business per se, but as a dad, let's say I'm at the Starbucks and I see a single parent, a mom or a dad that has 
three kids running around, one's in a stroller and so on and so forth. Just understanding how much anxiety or how much struggle that can cause would make it easier for me to start up a conversation by offering either a friendly suggestion, uh, an offer of, can I hold you know, your drinks for you? Can I carry the stuff to the table? Or just an anecdote to make the person feel better. Oh, your kids are you know so handsome. I've got three kids at home. I know what you're going through. Can I buy you a coffee? If you put yourself in the shoes of a prospective customer and you state that on the front of your website, that is going to endear you to that person right off the bat. This goes back to a conversation we were having the other day with some uh, freelancers who were discussing whether they should use the um, pronouns um, you, uh, I or, right. or we on their, on their website. They're just um, you know, single person, so it was kind of superfluous to use we, but they were discussing it anyway. Should I say I do this or we do this? And we sort of came from another tact and said that, that sort of both of those are wrong. You know, you're thinking about it in the wrong way. You should be addressing people. You should be using you, not I or right. we, because the conversation always has to be about the person coming to your site, not about you or we. That's almost irrelevant. I think that's the best way to say it, too. I love that you brought that up again, because it is really true that the old psychological rule, and I, for those of you who don't know, I say this a lot of time. Uh, I actually have a little Steve Jobs story because in college, I used to say that I majored in unemployment. What I really majored in was psychology. <laughs> I was a psych major, speech comm minor and so forth. But psychology turns out like a Steve Jobs thing with his little calligraphy story, how years later that was useful when they were building the first Macintosh because of the font set. Psychology, I learned a lot of things, one of which was that absolutely the best way to get people to like you is to make everything about them, even the words that you choose. So having a, you have this pain or you need this, or you have this so on and so forth. And here's how it's delivered to you is way, way different than starting out with, I'm Spencer Foreman and look at how nice my glasses are. And let's talk about me and my situation. Nobody cares about that. They do care about your credibility. We'll talk about that in a second, but focus, let's do a takeaway in this focus on Thinking about your headline, thinking about the first thing people see on your page about focusing towards them, what their pains are, things that you can suggest that would endear you to them. And that's going to grab their attention and make them feel like they want to read further, scroll down the page. And I think a lot of people get confused because perhaps if they've never started a business before, they're in the mindset of the only other time they've done this is by preparing a, a CV or a resume. And they're always in the mindset of like listing out you know, their qualifications and their previous experience and, you know, the little mm -hmm. about me bit. And that's the way that they see their website. Well, really, that is completely irrelevant. With your website, you're not applying for a job, you know, at all. I, yeah, I love that. I love, I love that you said that because that is really, I actually hadn't even thought about that. But when you said that, I immediately had light bulbs go off in my head. The difference between being an entrepreneur and looking for a job is the same exact thing you just mentioned. An entrepreneur is taking a risk on solving a larger pain and understanding that they're trying to get people to subscribe to them being the problem solver. Whereas the job seeker is looking to conform to being a cog in somebody's machinery, right? You're looking to be a conformist. You're looking for you to be uh, kowtowing to whatever it is that they're looking for. Huge, huge difference. One is an authority figure that has the solution for somebody who is attracted to you because you match up with what they're looking for. The other is somebody who's looking to conform, which is not what we're trying to promote whatsoever. Let's talk about too much <clears throat> stuff on the page. 
I was going to say something else. Okay. This is one we have a ton of fun with, and this is historical. We do not make fun of anybody who has this situation unless they want to be made fun of. But let's be honest. We're living in 2017, coming up to 2018. If your website still looks like, you know, it was created in somewhere 1994, 95, there's flashing banners and rotating objects and mismatched fonts and 16 colors and... You either are, as you said in our uh, other episode, lingscars.com, and you're you know a very, very successful Chinese businessman, or you are, for example, doing something wrong. Because in most westernized environments, less is more, right? We're inundated with too much stuff. And people now are looking on their mobile devices, more often than not, they just don't have the bandwidth to get through all your flashing lights and bells and whistles, right? So it what's just, the it just shows that you you have not thought about why you know if you have more than a few things and a f- more than a few attention grabbers on on one page you haven't really you don't really know what you're doing it comes across as amateurish because you've not really considered why you have those things there if you just shove in some you know uh, funny cat gifs I mean it's not gonna you know why are you doing that I mean because you want to give a friendly uh, persona, but that doesn't that doesn't really do anything for you. You know, there's no real uh, concern for the person that's coming to your site. You know, it's the difference between MySpace, for those of you who remember MySpace, and Facebook. Before right. Facebook came online, MySpace was the biggest thing ever. And it actually turned out to have been, according to one of the founders, I think it was Tom, said it was an accident that they forgot to turn off the ability for people to customize their own home pages. And as a result, <laughs> that train left the station with everybody on board with all their paints and crayons and everything. There was one girl I remember who was maybe 13 years old who was making a million dollars a year selling tchotchkes to put in your space. But every single page that you went to, it was almost as if you were in a modern art gallery. And it was just shocking. When Facebook came along and they said, kind of Henry Ford style, you can have any color you want as long as it's a white page with blue. Everybody was a little feeling big brother, but in the end, obviously that's the way it has to be, right? That's what And, and it's, a, it's a matter of design and perspective as well. You'll find in, uh, like in Britain, we have uh, you know, different sort of, uh, different levels of, of shoe stores. Some that are like, you know, discount, super cheap shoes. You can get them, you know, like less than a tenner. And you go to a website like that, and there'll be a gazillion shoes on the page, to all riling for your for your attention, and they're just you know, flashing everywhere. And there's so many shoes looking at you. But if you go to like a really high end shoe place, there's one shoe on the page, and nowhere else to click. And there's awesome. lots and lots of white space, and it comes across as if this is an exclusive upmarket brand that's professional and you know makes you feel good and whereas the other one is just i just need some shoes as cheap as possible and and it conveys a different message yeah we talked about this many times in the past with the difference between i will say the old apple although they're still holding it together at this point and let's say a best buy store or a dell where how many versions of laptop are there there's two and it's just big and small of one so you have four total choices whereas you know a dell or sony you know, what do you want to use this laptop for? What color of these 12 do you want? How big is it of these three sizes? And by the time you're done, the matrix is about a hundred options. The other thing that comes to mind, as you just rightly said, is I think it's fear. Fear by many people 
of avoiding a sale or avoiding a customer because they don't have enough choices. But the reality is actually the opposite, is that when you have enough cojones to be one of those shoe stores that sells one shoe for $5,000 and it's on display like the Queen of England versus you know a million choices, you're making a bold statement that says, this is not for everybody. I am not, I am not for everyone. I have one thing and I do it better than anybody else. I am the person that sells this, I don't know, five and seven eighths inch hex bolt for a helicopter. And I'm the only person in the world that carries it, but ah, ta-da, right? So don't be afraid is effectively my takeaway from this is that say less, show less, make it really super clear that you're the one place in the world to do one particular thing. Maybe if you're a bookkeeper, it's, I, you know, I am the bookkeeper for cat veterinarians or something, you know, if, if you take care of dogs or any other animal, I just don't want to talk to you. But if you're a cat veterinarian, I know everything there is about this. And that's a good point about, you know, about the online space compared to doing things the old way pre-internet is that now if you want to be online and you want to be successful online, you have to be super, super niche. There's absolutely no no option to not be. You can't be a genericist and and succeed online. I mean, that might have worked before when you could put up a, a shop front on the on the high street and you get like a really you know wide range of people walking past but if you're primarily online that's just it's not going to happen it's not going to yeah. work the internet does not work like that yeah great point okay so takeaway don't be afraid be bold have less show less focus because in the end it pays off because you become let's say in that particular small niche you've chosen the king of that hill there's 6.5 billion people or so in the world and two and a half, three billion online. There's a lot of room for you to be the king of the hill of some esoteric little thing. And that's going to get you much, much farther than if you try to be, you know, the biggest fish in the biggest ocean, because you don't have the bandwidth money time to do that. But you can definitely make a really nice living or a livelihood or a sideline hustle from being the biggest fish in the tiniest possible cup of water. <laughs> Let's put it like that. All right. All right. And the third takeaway is, some people get so preoccupied with the one and the two, with the flashing colors and talking about themselves that they don't realize I use this as my 1990s, I want to order a pizza example or Chinese food example, is that they forget to give people, number one, first and foremost, an easy way to reach them and contact them. So I've seen websites that are fabulous and awesome. And then I keep looking around like, where's the email? Where's the contact button? Where's the phone number? Who are these people? Can somebody please help me out? I wanted to order a pepperoni pizza, you know? I mean, the amount of people that build websites about their, they've just started a business and their name is, you know, the name of their company is something, it's not their name, you know, it's something else, Bluefish Bookkeeping or whatever. The amount of people that do put, do not put their personal name on their website at all is is staggering to me. I mean, amazing. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It's kind of. Uh, I'm a big fan of let's say Casey Neistat, right? Casey Neistat's a guy who's a very big YouTuber. But one of the things he does that's just kind of his personal shtick is he engraves his name and phone number on every single thing he gets, and he has unbelievable amounts of stuff people send him for free, electronics and otherwise. And it just is so hilarious because so many people are, you know, like so protective of their website and their design. And like so many people are protective of their electronics. So he'll have some brand new Samsung phone that's a thousand bucks and he gets out the electric grinder and he just grinds his name and phone number on the back. Reward if found Casey Neistat or something. Think of it like that. Stop being so 
pandering to what's the you know what's the look and feel of your site get your name and phone number and your email right up front so that if somebody hits it on their phone that's absolutely the first thing that they see because what is going to make you the money is having the conversation what's going to make you the money is actually making the people feel like you're a real human being with whom they can trust to solve their pain and everybody especially today mandates that right using my dating metaphor i mean the the best dating apps today like a bumble are basically just two to five pictures of somebody, their first name, and do you like me or not? That's it. And if you swipe right, then the person swipes right, boom, you're in a communication. Then you have to start talking or nothing happens. They don't talk about all this, you know, where do I live and what color are my you know, roses in the garden? It's just, do you like the way I look? Do you like anything I said about me? Here's my name, swipe right, and we'll talk. Your website should have the same effect. Here's the pain I solve. Here's why I'm the best at solving it for you. Do you want to talk to me? Either give me your email, click here, or call this number. Ta-da. And, and have your, your contact number, your, your phone number, if, if relevant, your email address, and definitely your name on every single page. Do not make me hunt for it because right. if the phone rings or the dog barks or whatever, I'm going to lose focus on what I was doing, come back and forget what I even found because I didn't didn't even find your name or phone number to, to follow up when I had some free time. You know, it's so interesting. When we did our WP Launch Club stuff for the bookkeepers, one of the features that we built in was just a, a persistent little nice bar <clears throat> at the top of every page. It's an option to right. turn it off, but nobody should or would as far as we know. And what it has, it has your phone number and your email, and you can even put a little more detail in it. Ta-da. And that is that is more important, people. That is way more important than your social media links. Like social media, sure, put them on there, if, but that should not be the most prominent thing. The, mm -hmm. You want your, your phone number and email address up there, you know, so everyone can see it right. straight away. hundred percent. In fact, we're going to talk about it again in some of our new episodes here, but in the past over our other, uh, you know, conversations and videos, we've talked about ways to reach strangers, you know, via LinkedIn and contact, um, uh, uh, Craigslist and so forth. And in all those cases, 99% like of the people do not need anything more than your your first and last name, certainly your first name, your phone number, and what exactly it is you do for them. They just do not care about anything you may have said on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or anything. Why would they? It has no bearing on can you actually fix the problem that they need done i i need my books done i need yoga training i need you know a veterinarian for my cat i don't really care what clever posts or pictures you have on instagram okay right. so let's wrap it up the three things reasons why your website is not effective you talk too much about yourself knock it off start talking about your clients use the verb or the uh the pronoun you you have too much <clears throat> stuff on your page it looks like some kind of psychedelic mess. Knock it off. Make it like Facebook. It should be all about the content and how you can most effectively make it possible for them to find what they need. And then finally, you don't give them that fast and easy way to contact you. Stop being afraid of just putting yourself out there so that the person who actually does see clearly what they need to see knows, aha, there's that Luke Stacy guy. He's going to solve my problem for blankety blank. I can phone him, call him. In some cases, if you want, put your Skype name, right? Mine is Spencer Foreman. People still use those kinds of tools. Give them as many ways to reach you as possible and let it be known that you love them to talk to you. I will almost guarantee you that most of your new conversations will automatically move to the, like, you know what? I just wanted to let you know that you're the first person that I actually could talk to on the phone. I can't tell you how many times in the past my really high-paying clients 
have said to me, you know, the reason I picked you is because I couldn't figure out who else would talk to me. And I didn't even know who I was talking to anyway. You're the first guy that said, call me. Just like in dating, right? Or Michael Jordan. That's why Michael Jordan's famous, you know, I miss 100% of the shots I never take. Well, you're going to miss 100% of the clients that can't find you or reach you or talk to you. Ta-da. Luke, always a pleasure. We're at the end of our time today. Uh, this was a fun episode. I look forward to our next one. Would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye, Spencer. Goodbye, Luke. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode.